This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello again, Foxborough friends and Pats pals. We welcome you to the latest and hopefully greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, a presentation of WEEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. As you can tell by the tone of my voice, we're feeling a little more football today because myself at Fitzy GFY, Andy Hart at Jumbo Hart, and all of Patriots Nation, the NFL, and the world Got some great news just a couple hours prior to recording today. You may have very well heard the updates on Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, who was injured, of course, Monday night at Paycor Stadium in the Bills-Bengals game uh, that was suspended. And as we found out earlier today, absolutely will not be replayed. We'll get to exactly how they're going to handle that and what the ramifications of that game not being played will have on the playoffs, conference seating, and more. But first and foremost, the most important thing, the update everyone has been hoping and praying for for the last several days. Damar Hamlin is responsive. Uh, he is breathing on his own. He has actually communicated with doctors over the last 24 hours. He hasn't been able to do so verbally because he still has a breathing tube in, but he's been able to actually write down thoughts and questions, which included asking the doctors, uh, and this is my favorite thing thus far, Andy. Damar Hamlin asked the doctors who won the game. When you are able to generate a football guy thought, that means you are traveling down the road to recovery. And that doesn't make everything okay. We can't just say like, okay, all right, everything. He, see, guys, see, he's going to be fine. Everything's good. We're all good. Now let's get back to just cracking into each other and seeing what happens for spectator sport, gladiator fun and whatnot like it's still very scary. He's not fully out of the woods, but the fact that they're indicating that cognitive function seems to be intact and that he, the heart is beating and he's he's recovering, uh, it's great for all of us. And especially, um, I, I hope it provides a huge sigh of relief to his teammates who just must have had a horrendous week. Well, the thing I like is for all those people that says, like, who cares about the game? Well, the guy almost died. Like, literally. Yeah. These are football guys, and and Mac said that, Mac Jones, in his press conference today, that you see what a competitor is. But these, these guys play football because they love it. I know sometimes we get caught up in the money and the it's a way out, and that's all true. That is absolutely all true. Mm -hmm. But at the core, most of these guys who make it can't fake it. They mm -hmm. make it because they love it. The same reason Tom Brady's still playing, the same reason – Matthew Slater and Deron Harmon and these guys that have money in the bank and have families. And if they were 
erring on the side of health and safety would no longer be. They love the game of football. And for him to to come to and, and ask that question, I think, is is an insight into what people who don't know football will never understand. Like, that's probably idiotic for some people. The question should have been, where's my mom? Where's my brother? Where's my dad? Like, well, but no, the, the that tells you how important football is to people in football. So I, I thought that was really cool. And it's obviously a great sign for his recovery. I oh, did. So Matt, that means he knows Andy. That means that when his cognitive function was last in, excuse me, when he was last aware or alert, he was playing a football game. And then obviously the lights went out. Thank God temporarily, but he remembers being there in the game. It's not sort of like one of those things where he just like, what happened? Like, where, where am I? What's going on? Like he, like he's been brought around and he asked how the football game went. Like that's, that's wild. And if you listen to uh, earlier this week, Mike Tomlin speak about, uh, you know, journey and getting to know him in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, obviously people have done a deep dive on some of his videos, his foundation, which what might be at $8 million now and more from the GoFundMe page and the generosity of, so many football players, owners, and fans that are listening to this podcast right now. It's truly remarkable. Um, truly, just truly, truly remarkable. And yeah, it 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 means a lot to him. It, it does. And so it's not just like, oh, what the hell with football? Like, ah, football means a lot to I know it's I know it's a gladiator sport. I know it's rough. It's violent. Um, it's really violent, it's really intense. And to some people, it's really important. Um, and the reason he is able to do that, and this is a name that I think it's important for people to know, Albert Breer was the first that I saw, um, reported this. Denny Kellington was mm -hmm. the assistant athletic trainer for the Bills who was administering CPR to DeMar Hamlin. They estimate that CPR was begun uh, less than a minute after cardiac arrest had set in, and that is why, uh, you know, you heard all those reports that this, you know, was one of the better places to have this happen because of the medical personnel and the trained personnel and the people with proper training in place. And well, people scoffed at that initially first too. Like, what do you mean on a football field's a good place? Like there's all of that equipment. We've learned enough people are stupid and react idiotically and emotionally in stressful situations. And I don't, I understand that that's part of it, but mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of the downside of Twitter and social media and instant access and ability to share your idiotic thoughts with others um, that's been an unfortunate byproduct of this event, but, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that we can say enough. Denny Kellington bears assist, I mean, Bill's assistant mm -hmm. athletic trainer. Um, but you know, it was interesting today to hear Bill Belichick talk. And we all know that when Bill doesn't want to talk about something, he generally picks a phrase day by day onto the Cincinnati, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, he did it today in a different way in that his phrase was, everybody's doing the best that they can. And he said that encompasses us, that encompasses the bills, that encompasses medical personnel, the league, any question you want to ask, this is somewhat uncharted waters. Everyone's doing the best that they can. And, you know, he emphasized within his own team, everybody deals with this differently. And his team is just a ancillary byproduct, you know, part of the league, like not mm -hmm. even directly connected. So, um, you know, I think sometimes we bristle when Bill uses the one phrase response to things. But today I thought it was appropriate because I do believe everybody's doing the best they can. Like there's no dot, 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 do this, then this. This is how we handle it when a player goes into cardiac arrest in a really important football game that has ramifications for all the playoffs and the number one seed is wiped out on a Monday and what like, no, no, no. 
you kind of fly by the seat of your pants. You do what you think's right. You do what you think is appropriate. The Bills do that. You know, it's a little bit like Zach Taylor sharing that on the field, Sean McDermott said, I need to go to the hospital with him. Like, that's where I need to be. I can't be here coaching a football game. And that obviously set into effect the the snowball that was the game wasn't obviously going to be played. Right. But everybody's doing the best that they can. And I think even, mm -hmm. you know, I said it to you when we did our earlier podcast this week. I don't know if Booger McFarlane and Adam Schefter and Susie Culber did a good job. I think they did the best they could. And then yep. that's the reality of this type of situation. So I thought it was interesting that Bill chose to handle it kind of that way. People plan for the war game, if you will, for all of these different, <clears throat> different, excuse me, scenarios and situations. Uh, what happens if we lose power? What happens if there's uh, an act of God? What happens if there's a terrorist attack? And they, God forbid, and they, they have all these plans and emergency situations that they have that they hope to never set in place. And while there's no blueprint, like you said, they don't have like a handbook at 345 Park Avenue that says if a player might die or dies on the field, how do we handle things? At least there was okay trainers, medical staff, and personnel. If somebody were to need to be resuscitated, if someone were to have a cardiac incident, here's what to do because that training came in line, uh, came came to need, and in the line of duty, like you said, that man Danny Kellington saved literally saved someone's life the other night, which is just when you say heroes work or that's you know doing something beyond the call, beyond the pale and spectacular. That's what it is. As far as the game itself. Um, it's not going to be replayed. What the permutations may be and how it's going to affect the AFC playoff seating is kind of why I don't want to say like it's kind of fun because there's nothing really fun associated with this guy almost losing his life. However, it's pretty interesting to kind of kick around exactly what may happen. So Bill's Bengals not going to be played. Week 18 is on. We still have two games on Saturday, a uh, 430 affair in Vegas between the Raiders and the Chiefs which could affect the number one seed in the conference. Then we have the battle for the AFC South title Saturday night with Jags and Titans week 18 Sunday should carry on as planned. Patriots and bills are still scheduled to be played at 1 PM. We've not heard otherwise. And people have started speaking and it looks like they're going to be a full go at high Mark stadium. Yep. What kind of game we're going to get. We'll get to that in the preview portion of the podcast in just a couple of minutes, but what they do if they have several teams that are close to, or, deserving of the number one seed and where it can go from having a supercomputer run some sort of Nate silver 538, uh, you know, analysis slash uh, a DVOA machine, whatever you want to call it. That's going to decide like we'll give, uh, we'll run Bengals bills 10,000 times and we'll see which, which team comes out ahead the most to decide how that game would have or should have gone is on the table potentially. Or so it's been rumored. They may play the AFC championship. I think you said before we started the podcast on a neutral site. Uh, I kind of like that a lot. I think that would be the only truly fair outcome of the bills having a game stripped away from them and the Bengals as well. And Kansas city laying claim to the idea like, well, we only lost three games and we won 14. So it's kind of fair that we get it. And I think everyone thinks it's going to be Kansas city, Buffalo or Cincinnati, Buffalo or Cincinnati KC. Who wouldn't be up for a neutral site AFC championship? Well, the first thing I thought of when I saw that idea and Indy was proposed because Indy's a central site. They host all kinds of events at last minute. You know, they do a big 10, big, this big, everything. You, you've been there because you used to go to the combine all the time. Yeah. I've been there before for work. Like there are a few areas better suited with bars and hotels and whatever else to be able to hold a neutral site game. So I have a better area. So 
theoretically, the AFC title game would have been held in one of three sites that are potentially cold weather outdoor sites. Kansas Mm -hmm. City can have weather, certainly Buffalo, and Cincinnati all had a shot. This player, Damar Hamlin, is from the city of Pittsburgh. Why not hold it at Heinz Field and have it as a fundraiser? All ticket proceeds from the AFC championship game between the Bills and the whoever go to Damar Hamlin. Football. Wouldn't a football guy from a football city love to have a football championship decided in a real football environment? And then friends, family, supporters, community from where he's from can come out and get a chance to support in a different way. There, I think it'd be a really cool event. I think it'd be you know what I like that you're doing right here. I like that you're workshopping something that you're going to bust out later on the Rich Keefe show tonight on the Six Rings podcast. I like that. I like that one feeds one and one feeds. But wouldn't it be cool? I mean, I think that would be be spectacular. Okay, the only reason why they wouldn't have it out, God, no, they should. No, you know what? I'm in. A Pittsburgh, if you've been, is an awesome. It's a Heinz Field. Sorry. Acrosure Stadium at Heinz, Heinz Field, Field to me. It's, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's it's. I still call it Shea. Fine, yeah. Um, Heinz Field is awesome. That's a great area for football, and that would be football weather, and it would just be like it's an it's in all it's almost equidistant too for like Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. Kansas City might have to travel the furthest, but like everyone would get equal representation. It would kind of be like what we see in these college football playoffs, where like both teams get cheered for. I understand. One team is going to lose the benefit of having played all season for the right to be able to have their fans in their stadium, their beds, their locker room, et cetera. But unique circumstances call for unique responses. And this would be a unique answer to what has been a very unique problem for millions of people. I love it. I'm in. Now, anytime anyone asks me going forward now, that's what I'm going to say. And I might give you credit. You won't. I've learned that (laughs) lesson. Back to the future. See, you know what's nice? What's nice is that after we get, we were all hoping for this update, not for our own personal selfish reasons, but we're allowed to hope just because we still want to be able to discuss week 18 and playoffs. We're all looking forward to it in one of now officially the wonkiest season that any of us can remember. Now, are you on board with the fact that this is the wonkiest NFL season ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially I believe it's the third most teams still in playoff contention Mm -hmm. at this point in the year. Now, Mm -hmm. one of the other ones was like a, a strike shortened season, I think, in 82. But no, it's it's been a really I mean, hell, the I don't even know what the total number is now of I know there were 64 starting quarterbacks, but there's more than that that have played. So we're upwards of 70 quarterbacks have played for their teams this year. And like, yeah, it's just and you know, maybe maybe this was appropriate as you know, remember when we used to talk about we returning to the norm, the new normal? Well. Screw normal. Maybe we're just going to be abnormal for a while from year to year out of COVID and into this. Like maybe abnormal is the new normal here for it here for it. A hundred percent. Most importantly, DeMar Hamlin is doing well. It looks like he has begun or at least taken the first step on what will likely be a long road to recovery for him. But like Mike Giardi spoke earlier of father Mario doing a zoom call with the bills to try to allay some of their concerns and express gratitude and support for them. Now we get these further updates on DeMar Hamlin. He's doing well. Hopefully Buffalo is able to prepare accordingly for what's a big game for them. And looks like Patriots Bills is going to be on as part of a huge, exciting week 18. And now a lot of us can breathe a sigh of relief. 
uh, clench our hands in gratitude and prayer one more time because there are people like Danny Kellington and the first responders at the stadium and the medical wizards at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. And uh, tally-ho, carry on. Here we go. It's time for week 18. And I, for one, for whatever the environment will be like, am looking forward to Bills, Patriots, and much more. And we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening, everyone, to Six Rings and Football Things. You can follow us at Six Rings Pod. Rate, review, subscribe, share. We appreciate every minute you've given us over the course of this wild, wacky, wonky season. Uh, it's great to be a part of this community. Thanks for sharing. And uh, we got some more fun podcasts coming up. So stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like for now, with the second segment of the Six Rings and Football Things, Buffalo versus New England preview pod, let's take a look. We know Josh Allen had quite the hell of a response on Monday night at Paycor Stadium, and that hit the indelible image of his face will be one that's going to be tough to shake for a long time. And I imagine a very emotional Josh Allen will take to the field Sunday in Bill's Patriots. I'm pretty confident, though, even if he's a little geeked up, he's going to play extremely well. He always does. Even his worst game is still a pretty damn good effort. But how's Mac Jones going to play? Especially considering there's a ton of pressure on him. He's had a god-awful second year. One, I think, as I've said time and again, sh should be considered a redshirt sophomore season in the NFL. And now this reputation has started to chase, follow, or dog him a bit. Both between the accusations of being a dirty player last year, the Brian Burns incident in Carolina, then chipping at Eli Apple, getting another $10,000 FedEx from the league for being part of the scrum after Ramondre fumbled at the end of the Cincinnati game. And then also the fact that Boomer Esiason on WEE on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, whatever it was, called him douchey, joining the likes of Will Fork and Edelman, complaining about his on-field antics. Um, and now who is it that called it? Was it, for, was, it, was it Channing Crowder who just recently said that Mac Jones suffers from affluenza and that's another part of his uh bad behavior yeah and uh these are all things we've talked about locally i think a little bit um yeah either on radio or podcasts or even off-air discussions i think have been had with people that observe or deal with mac jones um you know i, I told you last year that i have this thing that i think young players in new england are scared douchey when they have to adhere to bill belichick's kind of restraints and media policies and all that now it's like well was he scared douchey or in boomer esiason's mind is there a douchiness to mac jones and then by extension you have channing crowder equating the douchiness to being a child of privilege and mm -hmm. affluence and therefore it's a version of affluenza um i don't know if that's true i i don't know i think he's a um I think it's more accurate that he, now maybe this is part of affluenza, but he's a tennis brat. I think mm -hmm. he has talked about that. The whole McEnroe Jones and the whole, you know, even going back to Nick it's, Saban. It's so freaking per McEnroe Jones is so right. Damn perfect for him. It's unbelievable. And I think like 
there are people that don't compete very don't lose well right like show me a good loser and i'll show you a loser and i think mac jones certainly has that now where that comes from i don't know i'll leave that to the doctors and the psychologists whatever but the question and he has always responded with whether it's dirty player and i think he wasn't asked about it but i think the same would be said of this i care about the people in the huddle i care about the people in the building in the room like my teammates Mm -hmm. what they think of me and i believe now maybe some people don't I believe the teammates, the Hunter Henrys, the Matthew Slaters that tell me they love Mac. They love everything he does. He works so hard. He's a leader, the energy. I believe them. So his teammates who know him and, you know, have to be around him. And that's not always true. Mm -hmm. There are quarterbacks. Cutler, Jay is one of them who alienate teammates, rub teammates the wrong way. Like it happens. I do not believe. From everything I've heard, observed, seen, I do not believe Mac Jones rubs his teammates the wrong way. And I agree with him. That's the most important thing. And that's why he defaults to that all the time. And like you said, has people speaking up and vouching for him on the regular, the ones that matter most, his teammates. Okay, maybe he's a great teammate. And maybe the antics and histrionics just come across as kind of douchey to the rest of us. And look, Boomer Esiason, maybe he carried himself the right way. But you and I can both think of plenty of quarterbacks who you know, may have rubbed people the wrong way, but people gave him a pass for it because they were successful. First and foremost, that comes to mind, Peyton Manning, throwing teammates under the bus, complaining, waving hands, hands on helmet, yelling at the sideline all the time. We had a lot of protection problems out there. But you know what? Didn't matter because he was Peyton Manning. Mac Jones has yet to achieve enough success, period, let alone consistently this season or throughout his two years of NFL play to be able to do all that and have people say like, that's eh, okay. You know, like, uh, you know, he's won six Super Bowls. It's okay if Brady drops 17 F-bombs on the sideline yelling at his offensive line. Well, is there any quarterback who has more douchiness to him than Aaron Rodgers? And he's considered one of the greatest of all time. He yeah, but his Super douchiness Bowl. is kind of, it's, it's first, it's like, it's like really, it's like rare, like dry aged douchiness. Like it's the choice cut douchey. Cave aged. Yeah. Cave, cave aged, dry, prime, prime USDA 28 day aged. Um, but a lot of his douchiness is off field. He's not as like the ayahuasca and everything else and manifesting like uh, you may not agree with or be in line with the way he composes himself and what he does to be successful or try to realize cool. victory. But but, but we, he doesn't do it on the field. Max stuff. Everything oh, he here, absolutely does not to he the Max- his receivers. He said on the field, you want to catch touchdowns, run the right route about Christian Watson. Like there's a douchiness to him. There's mm-hmm. absolutely, but you know why you don't really care? 13 and three. When you go 13 and three, douchiness is okay. If you go three and 13 or you're struggling like Mac is, or you haven't yet established yourself as truly the quarterback of the team, douchiness, not okay. So that my mm-hmm. advice to Mac would be change one thing, not how you act, not your gyrations, not how you react to a terrible play call. Mac, I would win more. I would find a way to win more, put up better numbers, and everything will be accepted. It, it's. Did you see the NBA All Star voting came out? Huh. Who, who's at? Who's atop the uh, the guard in the East? Uh, somebody named Kyrie. You couldn't be any douchier and more offensive than Kyrie. Hi, you're kidding. Kyrie Irving yeah. is high atop yeah. the voting in the East. Yeah. You know why? Because we're all freaking suckers for success and mm-hmm. talent. And I don't know if you noticed while we've been raving about how good the Celtics are. 
The Nets are just as good. They're right on your heels. They just lost so, one to the Bulls the night before we recorded right. this, but otherwise they had re- they had won 12 in a row and they're keep they're nip and tuck with the Celtics. Mm. Don't get me going. We're, we're, this it's isn't the it's this isn't 17 banners. That'll that'll be our offseason Celtics you podcast. You can be a racist, anti-Semite, dink, douche, whatever you want to call it. Whoa. And if you win, most people forget and be like, ha, yeah, he was the guy that, yeah, yeah, he doesn't like the Jewish people, right? But boy, can he dribble. Like, I, we're suckers. It, the reality mm-hmm. is we all Spewing nonsense, it. flat earth, uh, you know, retweeting memes. Look, even Kurt Schilling was tolerated for a long, long period of time. I don't know why, because he was uh, at the centerpiece of one of the greatest victories and comebacks and turnarounds and championships in baseball, if not North American sports history. So I would tell Mac if honestly, if I were his advisor, okay, you look bad sometimes, but this is who you are, isn't it? Do you feel like this got you to Alabama? Do you feel like this got you through a quarterback competition at Alabama? Do you feel like this got you to New England? Did it get you through a quarterback competition with Cam Newton? Well, then, Mac, for better and worse, this is who you are as a competitor. Now just win. Just just put the results out there, and all of this will fall by the wayside. It'll be your competitive fire, your nature. So Steer into it. Like, just honestly, like, you know, he's, not, he's even when he's playing better-ish, he's still not playing great. Like, though, well, like, he still has Matt Patricia. Yeah, he still has. So it's not, it's not going to get that much better. He's not going to... Improve or increase play dramatically over the course of the next game, or if they were able to get into the playoffs, but steer into it. Own who you are. Just win. That's it. Go full Al Davis. Just win, baby. And Matthew Slater said a few weeks ago, just like when you win, it covers up a lot of things. Maybe not perfectly everything, but it covers up a lot of things. And then the last thing I would say about Mac um, that I found very interesting Mac Jones, we got the early odds from what is it, Bet Online. Bovada, some with yeah. pleasure for the 2023 NFL comeback player of the year award. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones is in the middle of the pack of the odds they're giving. And I was like, wow, middle of the pack Mac for 2023 comeback. He's fallen so far that he's actually now in the running for comeback player of the year. Next That's how year. bad this year is. It's something that oh. is deemed coming back from now maybe you could argue he came back from matt patricia or he came back from that debacle of a season coaching wise but i thought it was interesting like usually that's saved for kyler murray oh he blew out his acl but he came back Mm -hmm. mid-year and threw 15 touchdowns in the final eight games or something Mm -hmm. you know these guys coming back from major injuries or or a geno smith who comes back from irrelevant to back yeah. up he's gone oh but he bounced around and suddenly he's a starter again and he's mm-hmm. well max been the starting quarterback except when he was hurt all year in new england and yet mm-hmm. he is a candidate for comeback player of the year ouch babe out alex smith probably comes back from the most gruesome injury of all time to play Maybe Mac Jones will come back from the most gruesome play calling of all time oh, <laughs> cheap shot poor matt patricia it's not, but I've told you, I just be, I said, play calling. I didn't say play caller. I don't just individually or singularly blame Matt Patricia. In fact, you know, we've spoken before. It's the whole brain trust judge Patricia and the man who put them both in place, Bill Belichick that are all to absorb and share in the blame pie. Bill Belichick likes to talk about sharing humble pie with people. They can share the blame. They, the three of them can sit down and decide how they want to divvy it up. But that is a whole blame pie for the three of them to share for this pathetic offense this year that, well, now we'll get into it as we preview the game is going to need to play its best game 
uh, if they want to extend their season and play meaningful football past the end of regulation. Glad they'll be playing it, though, and we're glad to have you guys aboard the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. We'll be giving you top-shelf post-game show and so much more after Bill's Patriots Sunday and throughout the offseason as well. Give us a follow at Six Rings Pod, at Jumbo Heart, and at Bitsy GFY. And hey, we're available wherever you get awesome football talk podcasts, Spotify, Apple Pods, Podbean, the Odyssey app, and so much more. All right, here it is. Time to preview the game. We weren't sure, even up to today, was going to be played week 18, 1 p.m. from Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, New York, an area that itself uh, emotionally, like the football player that we've all been praying and hoping for, a speedy recovery for, is seemingly on the road to recovery or at least stabilizing now. Buffalo, New York, the Buffalo Bills will be hosting the New England Patriots. Buffalo now only playing 16 full football games this season as opposed to 17 after the Monday night affair with the Bengals was postponed. What they end up doing there, how they end up figuring out the AFC championship, that is TBD. What is not to be determined is the fact that this game's going to be played. The TBD in this game, Andy, is, and this is the first question I want to volley your way. The Patriots will be the Patriots. They got good news today. Marcus Jones returned to practice. John o. Smith. As a matter of fact, everybody was there except Devon Godshow, who hopefully just has some sort of illness uh, or like excused whatever absence and can get well, yeah, back. It is illness. It is. Oh, it is. Illness. Okay. So he's got a flu or something. Hopefully he's going to be able to get back uh, or get well in time. That said, the Patriots will be about as healthy as they can hope to be heading into this game. They have not had a lot of luck recently against Buffalo, uh, uh, so long as the movie Twister didn't land in the middle of the game in Buffalo. Which Buffalo Bills team, or what version of the Buffalo Bills do you think the Patriots get Sunday? Do they get a team that's kind of all over the place emotionally and physically? Do they get a team that obviously looks like they've been through hell and back this week, didn't get a lot of sleep, have been worried about a teammate and didn't have the time to prepare for a game that means something for them as far as seeding and postseason goes, or do the Patriots receive a blitzing of epic proportions because, Hey, it's nothing personal. The, the, the right answer is no one knows. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, I, I don't think the players, I, don't, I think Sean McDermott at one Oh three before they kick off, will not know exactly what he's going to get from his football team. He'll probably have a better idea by then based on how practices go, the emotion of the lock, you know, all of that. But I think there will still be an unknown, the first hit, the first sort of, mm -hmm. okay, we're back at what we do kind of thing. And will that too, will that first hit be like, Oh, sorry. Or is it going to be like, okay, we did that. Everyone's okay. Someone got tuned up like right. ga game on. Like, is and it going to be Josh Allen's scared face or is it going to be Steph Diggs, Andy, like crying yet? Remember when he was like yelling at everyone, like, yep. no, we, we're probably going to still have to do this. Let's go. Like, there's got emotions are going to be everywhere on Sunday. It, it's going to be something no one has ever dealt with, really. And that is that makes it a total unknown. And it's not it's sort of on a team level and a more mental level, but it's not dissimilar to you hear players talk about it coming back from ACL. Oh, I had to get that first hit and realize, okay, I got up. Like a guy tackled me at the legs. My knee feels fine. Okay, now I'm back to playing football. Like you have to knock off that that rust of uncertainty. And I think there's going to be some of that for this, this game, these mm -hmm. teams. I don't discount there being some of that for the Patriots players. Like this is just a weird start to a game. Now, 
what I would say is from a Buffalo perspective, if I were coaching this team, we would have a very limited game plan this week. I would just say, let's just do what we do. Let's just take the, you know, 10 pass plays, the eight run plays that we think we do best that we've been doing since training camp. And let's do them. Let's just go play football. That's what we all want to do. That's what that that's what Demar would want you to do is just play football. And we're not we don't have enough time. We're behind in the process of scout. But guess what? We're also the significantly better team. And you said Patriots haven't had so much luck with the Bills lately. Luck ain't got nothing to do about it. The Bills are better. They're a better team. They have a much better quarterback. They have a much better number one receiver. They're talented. You know, there's a reason they're good on defense. They're good on offense. Like, they're talented. They're well coached. Mm -hmm. They play good football. So if I were if I were Sean McDermott, I'd be fixating on that. Just a simple game plan, a simple mentality. We're going to go out and do what we do. And what we do is perform as one of the best football teams on the planet. And that's the why for DeMar factor, Andy, like, yes. holy smokes, holy, and, and the scene itself, let alone the team, like that first touchdown, uh, I'm feel, I feel pretty good. Buffalo's going to score at least, uh, if not several touchdowns on Sunday, lots, <laughs> can you just imagine like whoever catches it from Josh Allen, what they do, the place is going to go like, no, I'm even getting chills just thinking about it and well, I'm rooting for the other and I'm rooting for the other team and I don't feel badly rooting for the other team. Like, are, <laughs> I can't believe this. Like Patriots fans may feel bad rooting for the Patriots, even though they know they're going up against a superior team in the craziest environment, the emotional scene, the outpour. Like you think Bill's mafia has been crazy. Like when they play in a playoff game or against the Patriots during the Brady era, what do you think this is going to be like? And just so anyone knows, by the way, um, back to you in a sec uh, there, fella um, the, on January 4th to help replace um uh, Demar Hamlin, no, actually replacing the man, but they need another safety on the team because he was covering for Micah Hyde, who was on IR. Uh, on January 4th, we've signed safety Jared Maiden from the Jets practice squad and released cornerback Xavier Rhodes. So I don't know if this Maiden fella is going to actually play uh, or if they need him for depth and someone else will step in. Um, voyage. So I see. Now, see, here's the thing. If I is key. No, if I say it, you would have been like, oh, terrible. But you say it, and I, I swallowed it. I held on to it. You say it, and you're like, hooray me. See, this just explains everything in a nutshell. You know what? Actually, I'm glad we're back to busting each other's balls. Thank you. Thank me you, too. doctors at University of Cincinnati, for allowing me and Andy to go back to our insufferable selves. But you talk about the uh, the emotional aspect, and there's no doubt. That's a, it's an unknown and it could be a significant advantage for the bills. In my opinion, could also be a significant disadvantage depending on where they mm -hmm. are mentally. Right. But can you imagine? And the way we're seeing things trend, the fact that he is DeMar Hamlin is writing and he's writing, did we win? It's not hard to envision this trending toward he can communicate with his teammates somehow, maybe on Saturday night, maybe it's a FaceTime call either if he is now, uh, if they remove the tube and he's speaking, or even if he just is writing on a whiteboard on a or, like, I'm envisioning Andy, him sign, doing like, something like him, just like <laughs> right before kickoff on Sunday, like an emotional video they put together. And the final image is a, a, a lit, like, I almost can't even say it. I'm getting choked up thinking about it. An image of him holding up a sign in the hospital that just says go bills right. or something like that, that place, like. I mean, you want to talk about like, I would not want to be the Patriot. I like, don't put Marcus Jones on that first kickoff. And, and I know some people are like, what are you guys talking about? You're, you're, you're minimizing that. No, 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 no. Again, I'm going to get hyperbolic. Back to, no, he cares. 
He cares whether the Bills beat the Patriots. He absolutely cares whether the Bills beat the Patriots on Sunday. So let's, I don't want to, you know, critics to be saying you guys are, no, no, no. No. If he cares, shouldn't we sort of, um, you know, play in, play along with his wishes? And I do think he would want to do something to help his team. And if he does anything of that nature, uh, give me the bills. <laughs> yeah, there are photos on uh, at Buffalo Bills stream. Of course, every NFL team this week adopted the pray for DeMar with the big uh, number three as their avatar. Um, right now, tweeted out just 11 minutes ago as we record this on a Thursday afternoon, a couple days before kickoff. Uh, it says back at it and doing it all for three. And it's a bunch of players on the field practicing big smiles on their faces and they're either doing like the heart that you do with your two hands or they're doing the three like they're motivated like and, they and they between the dad zoom they're, they're more comfortable they're at ease because of the father's zoom and mm -hmm. because of what we're hearing that damar is saying and doing and 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 it i think it's going to trend towards the hamlin family the father the son the mother uh providing an update of oh positivity God. towards the Bills pregame. And I think that's going to allow them to play free and to play probably more than mm -hmm. free, uh, above and beyond free. Hey, do we, Andy, do we know? Have we heard is, um, is Hello Friends and the Romo Nader going to be on the broadcast? You have to have the A team for CBS up there, right? Oh, yeah. They, they were originally scheduled. Oh, they were. Okay. So I don't yeah. think it's any change. I think, okay. yeah. No. They oh, God, no. I mean, yeah. There's nobody, but I, I figured they would have been just because that has m multiple playoff implications. Now, um, uh, I think the bills are going to win as well. I think there's a, I think the Patriots can keep it close. Uh, I do think the bills, I do think the bills win. I thought the Patriots had more of a chance quite honestly before all of this. And there's that part of me that thought like, well, there won't be the same focus factor. No, 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 no. The, the rallying cry, the motivational factor, the unification force of all of them doing this for three now and getting back out there, like we just mentioned, alleviated of some of the stress and worry of his condition and his prognosis, will put an electricity into that stadium, those players and everything. Yeah, they may be, they may overrun some routes. They may do things a, a, a bit more excessively than they need to. But I almost wouldn't want to be on the other end of this team perhaps playing its most fiery, most ferocious. Um, and, uh, their most inspired effort possible. Like it's, it's going to be crazy. Now let's just say, let's just say Buffalo does win Patriots drop to eight and nine on the season. Maybe they play really well. It's a, maybe it's a great game and you know, everyone is, there are so many ways what happened to Hamlin could affect football. We've got a whole off season to discuss that, but say it's a good game. Bills win by a touchdown. You feel a little bit better about the Patriots, but they still drop to a losing record on the season. How could they make the postseason? Uh, they need the Steelers to lose to the Ravens, and they need the Jets to beat the Dolphins. If the Steelers win and the Steelers to lose to the Browns, Steelers, sorry, the Steelers need to lose to the because uh, the, the Ravens are playing the Bengals. That's right. That right. factors into the seating. You need the Jets to beat the Dolphins and the Browns to beat the Steelers. Steelers win, Dolphins and Patriots lose, the Steelers are nine and eight. They are the wild card team. Mike Tomlin continues his record of no losing season. Steelers lose. Dolphins win. Patriots lose. Miami goes in at nine and eight as the wild card. So there's still a ton at play here in this game and throughout the one o'clock docket. So it is just going to be an absolutely, absolutely wild weekend from when it kicks off Saturday with Raiders Chiefs, 
Saturday night for the AFC South and then into Sunday. And I mean, boy, what a post-game show we're going to have. So uh, are we predicting score? Yeah, go ahead. I'll take yours first. Um, I'm going to say 35-13 Bills. You're going to think it's going to be that close, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll give you Buffalo 27, Patriots 20. Your game is closer. Your game's competitive, but the it, result it is, is the same. You want to know what I, you want to know what I like? I I think I, I I like the fact that the Patriots' defensive line should Devon Godshow get over the illness that kept him out of practice Thursday. Maybe he gets back Friday, or he's well enough to travel Saturday. You've got Barmore back, starting to play oh, like yeah. Christian Barmore again. Oh, yeah. You've got Uche and Judon and Dietrich. The pass rush is actually in effect right now. Lawrence Guy's playing at a highly underrated, extremely productive level. Big, bad Kyle Davis, Equality. You got a good defensive line. And getting Marcus Jones and Jalen Mills back, no one is saying that you're going to shut down Corral and completely contain the Buffalo receivers, but it gives you your best effort yet. Like I think, I think last week when we did a far too early look well before the, the um, cardiac arrest of DeMar Hamlin, I think. I said the Patriots to win need Josh Allen not to have a great game. They need to score on defense or special teams, and they need to play a mistake-free offensive football game. If they can do all of those things, they hang in this game. I know I'm asking for it's a big wish list considering Christmas was two weeks ago. Yeah. But that's but I'm just putting it out there. There's always a chance. I just I can't bet against Josh Allen putting on a show, the Bills putting on a show. The, and, and the thing with Allen, if he were Tom Brady, I might actually say Tom Brady was too amped up for his return to Gillette Stadium. He was sloppy early. Mm -hmm. But in his back pocket, even to start the Bengals game the other night, it was like eight-yard run, run a guy over. Like He just has that. If he's off and too amped up to throw accurate passes, then I think he'll be running over Kyle Duggar in the secondary and running over... Devin McCourty in the second, like he's just too well rounded. Landon Roberts and run through a mother blanker's face. Right, right, yeah. and and because I actually think as we wrap this up, I do not think the Buffalo Bills on Sunday at one will have a single thought about playoffs or seeding or Super Bowl or anything. I think they are going to be just in a zone of returning to football, doing what we do for number three, mm -hmm. and I think that's a bad spot for the Patriots to be on the other side of the field. And if by chance the Patriots are able to hang with them, then rather than, oh, the Bills were too amped up or geeked up or rattled this week, maybe maybe the Patriots play a spectacular game. Maybe they do save their best for last and treat a national audience that will tepidly return to football but wants to get back into their favorite game, their favorite entertainment, their favorite spectator sport. You know, both, both feed in, and maybe this will just be that. Fingers crossed for a safe and healthy game for all um, and an awesome weekend of football. And of course, the continued recovery of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, I've enjoyed doing this. Um, good pod, Andy. You can follow him at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Great job, Justin Turpin. Thanks to everyone who's helped put on a thoroughly engaging, uh, action-packed season of podcasts here on the debut season of Six Rings and Football Things. We will be with you live from WEIFM 93.7 Sunday, immediately following the conclusion of Patriots at Bills. We'll give you a nice, fat, classic three and a half hour post game show. Can't wait.
and we'll be breaking down the rest of the playoff scene as well. We'll see where the Patriots end up. Lord only knows it's always something special when you're playing for a chance at the postseason in the final game of the year. That's all the Patriots, like they said, could have asked for. And they are playing in certainly surreal and unique circumstances. So damn well is going to be a memorable one. For Hart, Fitzy, Turp, and everyone at WEI, Odyssey and 2400 Sports, this has been Six Rings and Football Things. Please take care of each other. Tell the people you love, you love them, and do something good for someone else. Good day, God bless, and as always, Go Pats.